Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Kristen Matthewson, part of the Texas A&M Family Medicine Residency Program and the Advanced OB Track, and this is Clinical Pearls. This topic just doesn't seem to go away. The question of vaginal preparation before C-sections. Should all patients get it or only those in labor? And for those who get it, what seems to be the best agent to use? Papavado iodine or chlorhexidine or some other agent? And how does this fit in with the use of Zithromax adjuvant therapy in addition to the usual cephalosporin use? In this podcast, we're going to answer these questions based on a new systematic review and meta-analysis from September of 2019 in the American Journal of OBGYN. As we just said in the last podcast, data in medicine moves quickly. Just last September of 2018, ACOG released a practice bulletin, which was number 199, on the use of antibiotic prophylaxis in labor and delivery. And in that bulletin, they do address briefly vaginal preparation before cesarean section. From that last year's bulletin, the college states that vaginal cleaning before C-section in laboring patients and those with ruptured membranes using either popovo iodine or chlorhexidine gluconate may be considered. Chlorhexidine gluconate solutions with high concentrations of alcohol are contraindicated for surgical preparation of the vagina, but ACOG does go on to state that solutions of chlorhexidine gluconate with low concentrations of alcohol, like 4% or less, are still considered safe and effective for off-label use of vaginal preparation. However, new data on this topic has just come out oddly, just exactly one year from this last bulletin from September of 2019 in the American Journal of OBGYN. Despite evolving guidance aimed at decreasing the C-section rate in the U.S., a high rate of cesarean births still persist at 32% for the year 2017. Cesarean delivery is the most important risk factor for postpartum infectious morbidity like endometritis and wound infections, and that can range from 7% up to 20% depending on the practice setting and the specific patient population. Systemic antibiotic prophylaxis, which reduces the incidence of post-C-section infectious morbidity by upwards of 75%, has of course become routine. Also, in addition to the universal use of typically a first-generation cephalosporin, is the Allen-Tita information on the use of Zithromax in addition to standard antibiotic use in patients that are laboring or who have ruptured membranes and then go on to have a C-section. That was the C-section Optimal Antibiotics Prophylaxis Trial, or CSOAP. 
However, according to this latest meta-analysis from September of 2019, in the Gray Journal, new data has come about regarding vaginal preparation. Now, we're going to cover this data right now, but there is a very important caveat that we have to state at the end of the podcast to put this in perspective. So don't go before the end of the podcast because that one important caveat actually was not addressed in this meta-analysis. Why the revised interest in vaginal preparations for C-section? Well, because endometritis, of course, is thought to result from ascending vaginal bacteria. So there's been a growing interest in the assessment of the use of solutions for surgical preparation of the vagina before cesarean section. Of course, a variety of studies have already looked into this, but several studies have examined different agents. Some have reported the use of antiseptics like povidone iodine in various concentrations or chlorhexidine in various concentrations. Some have studied metronidazone gel and others have studied a type of ammonium salt called cetramide. In an attempt to unify the results, these authors performed a systematic review and network meta-analysis. The pre-specified primary outcome was endometritis, most often defined as maternal temperature greater than 38 degrees Celsius with uterine tenderness and or foul-smelling vaginal discharge. Secondary outcomes were wound infection and post-op fever. After review of eligible studies, 23 studies were selected for inclusion in the systematic review and meta-analysis. The formulations for vaginal cleaning included povidone iodine in concentrations of 1%, 5%, and 10%, chlorhexidine in doses of 0.2% or 0.4%, and metronidazone gel at 0.75%. Cetramide solution, which is a mixture of different quaternary ammonium salts that included citromonium bromide, was also studied. Included studies were published from 1997 until 2018 and were conducted in various countries with differing levels of economic resources. All right, when we come back, let's put the results in perspective. When grouped together, all treatments were compared to no vaginal preparation at all. When the treatments were grouped together into vaginal prep or no prep, vaginal antiseptics significantly reduced endometritis, wound infection, and fever. When looked individually, povidone iodine significantly reduced the risk of endometritis when compared with placebo. Chlorhexidine vaginal prep did not, however, significantly reduce the risk of endometritis. Single trials that used metronidazone gel and cetramide each found a significant reduction in endometritis. When grouped by agent, povidone iodine had the highest chance of being ranked as the best choice. Cetramide was second best. Now, when grouped by agent concentration, povidone iodine at a concentration of 1% had a 73% chance of being the best treatment choice. Regarding wound infection, women who received vaginal cleaning with povidone iodine at various concentrations had a significant reduction in the rate of wound infection. However, those that had vaginal cleaning with chlorhexidine, cetramide, or metronidazone gel did not. 
regarding the reduction of post-op fever. Analysis of the 15 studies that reported on post-op fever found a significant reduction with the 12 trials of povidone iodine. Studies that assessed metronidazone gel and chlorhexidine, however, did not show a significant reduction in post-op fever. All right, next, let's put all of these individual results into perspective. According to this meta-analysis from September of 2019, subgroup analysis did find a reduction in endometritis in patients that had both planned as well as unplanned cesarean delivery, as well as patients in labor and patients with ruptured membranes. So, according to the authors, povidone iodine at 1% seemed to be the best choice for reduction of febrile morbidity pre-C-section. But if you remember, at the beginning of the podcast, we said there was an important caveat. Here it is. Although participants in all studies all received systemic antibiotics to prevent infection, the type and timing of the antibiotics, the characteristics of the population studied, and the method of placental removal were not studied, and those could have been varied. Of note, these trials routinely, here it is, did not use Zithromax in laboring patients who underwent C-section. This is the big caveat because, according to the CSOAP trial published and adopted in 2016, patients who have unplanned cesarean section should have 500 milligrams of azithromycin in addition to standard cephalosporin prophylaxis because of the increased benefit in reduction of febrile morbidity. But none of the patients in this most recent meta-analysis had Zithromax. So, is vaginal preparation in patients who have Zithromax still beneficial? That was not studied in this paper. Nonetheless, even though none of the patients had the adjuvant therapy with Zithromax, reduction of the vaginal flora through the use of vaginal antiseptics is a plausible mechanism of action to explain additional reduction in endometritis and overall febrile morbidity. The cost of these agents is low and the time involved to apply them is minimal. So, according to the authors of the September 2019 meta-analysis, their study supports the routine application of povidone iodine 1% in patients who undergo planned cesarean delivery and in those who undergo cesarean delivery after membranes are ruptured or after the onset of labor. It is extrapolated from this data that even in women who receive adjuvant Zithromax, consideration should still be given to the addition of vaginal prep because it is a low-risk, potentially high-yield intervention. Well, that wraps up our summary and our commentary on the paper by Jared Rockner et al., from the American Journal of OBGYN from September of 2019, called Popovo-Iodine 1%, the most effective vaginal antiseptic for preventing post-cesarean endometritis, a systematic review and network meta-analysis. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls. <music>